0: I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 12 of the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week I have as my guest, Rick Curnault from Canberra, Australia. Rick is a parent, he is a tennis player, and he is a mathematician who has developed a new app called Tennis Neutral, which helps players, coaches, parents, look at the difference between two players' UTRs, come up with a game plan for having a neutral impact on the outcome of a match, A positive outcome for player A or a positive outcome for player B, hopefully relieving a lot of the stress involved in these UTR. Uh, watchers who are so obsessed over making sure that their rating isn't negatively impacted from playing a match. So I'm really excited for y'all to hear from Rick. He explains it much more elegantly than I just did. <laughs> so please stay tuned. If you'd like to watch the video version, you can do that on our YouTube channel or on ParentingAces.com. Make sure to check out the show notes on ParentingAces.com as well for a link and an easy download of Tennis Neutral app. So now sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with Rick Curnow. Welcome Rick to the Parenting Aces podcast. It is a real pleasure to have you on and to get to hear more about Tennis Neutral and have you explain it to our audience. But before we jump in, I would love to ask you, what is your relationship to tennis? How did you get affiliated with the sport?
1: Uh, hi, hi Lisa, nice nice to be talking to you again. Um, my tennis, I have a son uh, who who uh, uh, who has ADHD, um, and tennis for him was a lifesaver. Um, he started uh, I, he was thrown out of class forty three times in in fourth grade. Oh goodness! Um, yeah, and started playing tennis, and tennis gave him discipline gave him an outlet for energy, it gave him a, 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 a fitness regime, it gave him uh, a really solid bunch of friends, it gave him the opportunity to uh, experience difficult uh, social situations but in, in a very um, controlled environment on the tennis court. It um, It's done wonders for him. Um, I started playing tennis about three weeks after he did <laughs> And wow. and uh, I, I'm still playing um, and still enjoying it. Uh, taking taking the kids to the the, the tournaments. Um, I'd often be on the side of the court with other other parents. And uh, at one event, there were a bunch of fathers watching the kids playing, and I said, "We should form a tennis team." And all the other fathers went, "Yeah." So we did we formed a tennis team and and we play it's many years later now and we, we the team's still going and we we still play uh Monday night league tennis. Um,
0: that is awesome. I love that cool. story. <laughs> that's I I mean that's what it's all about, right? Is connecting and forming yeah. relationships yeah, yeah. and yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I love it.
1: I'm so grateful for for tennis and for what it's done for for my family. It's been um, it's made a difference. It's made a massive difference for my, for my boy. Um, yeah. he's not so serious about his tennis now. He's coming up to the end of school and he's now focused on the on the academics. But you know, the experience of tennis, the focus and and the other things that it was able to give him have stood him in good stead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So tennis neutral. You gotta oh. talk to me about this because you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um Someone had reached out to me to tell me about you and what you were doing and to find out if I might be interested in having you on this podcast. And I was like, hmm, this is really interesting. Um, I'm saying that without my audience really knowing why I'm saying that. So why don't you, Rick, give us a little bit of the kind of elevator pitch of what tennis neutral is, and then we can kind of do a deep dive into the nuts
1: and bolts. Uh, it sure in a nutshell um tennis neutral will estimate the neutral it, it works with UTR tennis neutral will estimate um the neutral point between players with different different utrs um so if you have uh, a, a match coming up and you and players have different utrs and you want to know what UT what UTR would estimate those the, the ratio of games that those players would win in a match, then you can use um, tennis neutral to do that. If you've completed a match and you want to get an idea of whether that the outcome of that match was was UTR positive for you or UTR positive for your opponent, you can do that as well. You can check, you can check, um, check the results. So there are, there are two functions in the app. One is to predict um uh, what the likely outcome is with players of different UTRs. And the second is to input a match result with the the two players UTRs and see for whom that, that outcome is UTR positive.
0: Right. And and to be clear, it is an app, it's something you can use on your phone. Um, so it's with you all the time. And I I mean when I first heard about it I was like well I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And I I talked to you about that before. I I would love to kind of revisit that conversation because one of the things that's happening here in the States, and, and you can tell me if you're seeing the same thing happening in Australia, is kids are ducking matches because they don't want to play someone with a much lower UTR than their own for fear that it's going to negatively impact their UTR if they don't perform at a certain level in the match. And God forbid they lose the match, you know, what's that going to do to their UTR? And I asked you about that and I was like, isn't knowing this information ahead of time just going to make that problem more prevalent? And your answer to that is? Um,
1: In general, in general with most kids, like you say, that some kids can get very stressed. When you know, pre before UTR, they they just had to win, and it was it was that simple. You just won, won the match and you moved on. Um, and it it, it uh, you know it meant that it, yeah you 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 could do different things once once you were sure once you were confident of your position mm-hmm. in the match, you could relax, you could enjoy yourself, you could experiment uh, you, with you when. When you have the, the added pressure of UTR, it can get very, very confusing and very stressful for the kids. And that was that was actually the principal motivation for me in, um, in putting putting the app together. Um, Tennis Australia possibly over have overemphasized the use of UTR in Australia. They've made it the, the principal rating mechanism and done away with rankings. Um, they're backtracking from that position now. And uh, by doing that, they put yeah you know, they put pressure on people to perform for UTR all the time. Uh, and I've seen kids getting very very stressed about that. I spoke to Tennis Australia and uh, who are UTR in Australia and said, you know, you have to share this information where this neutral point is, so that when kids are going into a match, they know what they need to do to get a UTR positive sorry UTR positive result because you have made it so important this UTR thing. You've made it the 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 only um, rating mechanism that that you use. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. And I said, well, if you don't, I will. And they said, you can't. So I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't very hard to do, honestly. See, this uh, is
0: why I really like you, Rick. We're going to be really <laughs> good friends. Yeah. Don't tell me uh, I can't. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um,
1: I would rather, I would, uh, and I've gone back to them several points and said, look, I'm at this point now, I would much rather you Take this on and yeah. and, and take it because you're the you're, you're the authority, and they have declined to do that. Um, as far as the kids are concerned, uh, I can break them. The of the competitive kids can break them into into two main groups. Um, most kids, what I find is that it's the not knowing that stress them out. Mm. Um, that give them tennis neutral, let them find out where that neutral point is, what they need, what what kind of score they need to to outperform uh in terms of their UTR or or and, and once they know, they forget about it yeah. and they go and they play and and they, you know, they they do their best on them on the court. And afterwards they can they can check the UTR and they go, oh yeah, hey, oh, I was UTR positive or oh was UTO negative? Uh, yeah, I kind of felt that maybe I didn't play so well today. That's, that's most kids. Um, and it just takes the stress away. Whereas, you know, previously they were finishing the match and they're going, Oh, my UTO, did, did I, did I get what's going to happen? How, you know, um, uh, and then there are another set of kids who are like the ultra competitive kids, the ones who are really serious about moving on and they use, use the app to, to set a target for themselves in the match they can they can see where the neutral point is they can see what they need to do to get to move their UTR in a positive direction and they'll set themselves a target in that match and in every match they play because they are determined to outperform and, and move on in the tennis world and um so yeah for them the UTR provides them with with, with a real target instead of instead of a reflection point um, and then of course there are there are people you know who are not so concerned about the UTR who might go oh that's interesting and 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 leave it at that
0: right are you finding that people are surprised by what the app tells them in terms of a match being UTR neutral or UTR positive or UTR negative that that an individual match doesn't have as great an impact as Maybe they previously thought before being able to see in the
1: app. Uh, Okay, so the app doesn't. What the app does is very limited. It it doesn't tell you how much impact uh, a match is going to have on your UTR. Okay. It it only tells you if whether your result is positive or negative.
0: Okay.
1: It it would be a lot more work for me to to to, um, (laughs) to reverse engineer the whole the whole UTR thing, and they go to a lot of trouble to to make that hard as well. Yeah. Um, Well, and that's
0: one of the things that you point out, Rick, on the website is, you know, the algorithm that Universal Tennis uses, they've not been very forthcoming about how that algorithm works. And so that's been a source of frustration for data people, for sure, but for the players and parents as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, I mean... Uh, to get all mathematical about it, um, it would be easier to just develop a different metric, a different meter, and and find some data points to match them up, rather than trying to reverse engineer the whole the whole UTR. But but really, that's uh, that's not what I set out to do. What I wanted to do was reduce the stress that that, that the kids that the kids were feeling. That was that was my my. My principal motivation. I, I'm disappointed that, that UTR haven't responded to to um, to calls, to, particularly to make that neutral point transparent. They don't. I'm not suggesting that they hand over the whole app and how the whole thing works. Although UTR. It, Distinguishes itself from most ELOs. Um and UTR is a modified ELO. Um, I can explain what all yeah. that means as well if you like. Uh,
0: yep, I, um, I do want you to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but most most ELOs are, are fairly transparent about the way they work. Um okay, so uh in I think the early 60s or late 50s, the US chess federation wanted a new way of ranking or rating players. Abilities at chess and engaged a Hungarian mathematician. Uh, I forget his first name, but his last name was Elo. Okay. To, to devise a system, um, which he did, um, and it's but but an Elo is a system where where you have a rating, and on the basis of that rating and your opponent's rating, the system suggests what the most likely outcome of, of a match between the two of you will be. Uh, and and if you outperform, your your rating goes up. If you underperform, your rating goes down. So that's that's the the, the that's the group of um, rating systems to which UTR belongs. It's a modified Elo Elo system.
0: And World Tennis Number is also a modified Elo system, correct? The ITF oh, rating,
1: the ITF system. I haven't looked at it that closely, but it looks very much like a like a, an Elo. Just mm-hmm. I've just passed over it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and like I was saying, if rather than reverse engineer the whole UTR, what I'd be more inclined to do is to find—I mean, with as few as thirty players who have both a world tennis number and a UTR, you can you can come up with a fairly accurate uh, um, translation of one to the other. Okay, it's not—it's it, not that hard to do, and that would get yeah, much easier than trying to reverse engineer UTR. Got it.
0: Got it. But I mean, the thing is, is that we're seeing, like you said, the kids stressing out over, they look at a draw, they look up the UTR, the opponent, Mm. maybe it's a full point below them. They don't want to play the match because if they lose or if they don't win, you know, 6-1, 6-1 or, you know, whatever then they have this fear that their own UTR is going to drop as a result of playing this match. So rather than play the match and have the experience and learn, have yeah. that, that classroom test opportunity, they yeah. pull out of the event or they, you know, for whatever reason they yeah. don't play and they're losing. I mean, it's, it's, it it, it harms the player, yeah. not You know, it's just it's such a a wonky way of looking at things. And so the hope is that by using tennis neutral, maybe you take away some of that feeling of, you know, I don't want to play this kid because it's going to be a UTR negative experience for me. Maybe Mm -hmm. once they look up on tennis neutral and realize that there's you have lots of opportunity here to either stay the same or have your UTR go up, then yeah. hopefully they relax, go play the match, you know, yeah. take advantage of having that opportunity to learn on the
1: court. Uh, I, I, again, the, yeah, the, the, the I mean, sometimes when the kids look at it and they're playing someone who's who's a low UTR, I mean, the fairly common response is, is oh, that's all? That's all I have to win by. (laughs) (laughs) They're playing someone who's lower. They don't have to win 6-1, 6-1. They have to win, you know, 6-4, 6-3 to get get a positive. And they, oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, But, again, like I said, it's just the not knowing that really stresses them. Once they know, they know whether they've had a positive outcome or a negative outcome, and they're comfortable with that. I mean, we all have. We all have good days and bad days on the, on right. the tennis court. Um, yeah. Uh, here in, I, I live in Canberra. Um, um, one of the things that's happened here, there's a, a tournament a, or a league that runs that doesn't count for UTR. Um, and it's very popular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With the
1: kids? Um, and with the well, it's an adult league, but with increasingly the kids are getting involved. Um, Interesting, because it gives them the opportunity to to play a wide variety of opponents, and to and in matches that don't count for the ETR. So that mm-hmm. you know, if they come up against an an adult opponent who plays a very different kind of game to theirs, and their and their game plan collapses in in you know in the face of say a. a what, what do you call it? Slice and dice. Someone slices yeah. and dices them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when they're used to, to you know, the kids who are coming up competitively are, are playing a are often playing a baseline, a a, a um a, a a top heavy game and trying right. to keep the opponent at the back of the court. And then they suddenly find someone's sending them all over the court and slicing and drop shots and all these things that they're unfamiliar with. So you know, they, and their game can collapse. So that's not, and then that's not counting for the UTR. So so that. You know, you can get you. Well, I can get myself in a situation where I'm enjoying myself watching a kid working really hard in, in a situation that they're completely unused to. And at the end of the match, we've both had a ball. Um, right. Um, that's outside the UTR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's definitely a need for match play that doesn't impact a rating or a ranking because. Kids have to feel that freedom to experiment, yeah. to try new things, to work on maybe exactly. things that they've been working on in private exactly. lessons or in drill yeah. groups um, yeah. and and not worry that, you know, now I'm not going to be able to get into this next tournament because yeah. my UTR dropped. And I don't know what the overall answer is other than to kind of have a shift in mindset with parents, with coaches and with players that every match is a learning opportunity. And yeah. one match doesn't define you as a player. No right. one single match is yeah. what, you know, yeah. what determines if you're going to be great or not great. And, and,
1: and, and, and UGR say this as well. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're constantly asking people to not stress out about, this particular, you know, any one particular match that playing good tennis over a long time, this is what's going to improve your UTR anyway. So get out there and play. I mean, they that, yeah, um, yeah, and not just like you're saying, the you know, previously, where you where the kid would be in front in a match, it was it would then be an opportunity to to try out some of those new techniques that that um that uh they'd been working on in, in training. And of course, the other the other thing is for kids coming back from injury. Yes. You know, they're, so they're, they've been injured. They're coming back, and they're nowhere near their peak. And and if they're having to play UTR, and they're they, you know the first four or five matches, their results are going, are going to be well below where they'll be, and where we know they'll be next week or the week after. And that can, that that can and and I've seen it have you know a, a significant impact on on UTR, and that which can then of course rule them out of tournaments or or reduce their access to support and and things like that so yeah and yay, i don't know yeah, what
0: i don't know what the real answer is because i mean like you said universal tennis is, has said over and over and over again look we're we're a snapshot of where you yeah. are in this given time it's yeah. not a predictor it's not you know a judgment it's just you know your rating based on the most recent matches you've played this is the level you're playing and yeah. it's it's really a shame that we've kind of blown it all out of proportion, but it's human nature, I guess, and we're all competitive beings at heart in some way, shape, or form. And you know, we we set these goals for ourselves, and especially our kids that are on these competitive pathways, um, they have lofty goals and it takes a yeah. lot of work and, and commitment to reach those goals.
1: I mean, I'm, in, I'm inclined to think that that. I mean, UTR is basically is a good thing. Like you say, it's a snapshot. It gives coaches in different parts of the country the opportunity to compare players um, and know that they're roughly similar. Uh, um, I'm inclined to think that it's been overemphasised. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't want to lose, you know, the, the, the benefits of, of UTR, but certainly with the ultra-competitive kids, um, a ranking system, Some kind of ranking system is is if that's their prince, you know, is their prime should should be their primary um, motivation in in the matches and not being concerned about the UTR. UTR is better if it floats along in the background and gives you gives you a measure that that you can use to compare this group with that group to arrange groups uh, uh, of players who are of roughly similar level into into a competition but without making it the be all and, and end all but, mm-hmm. but not making it the the ultimate measure of um tennis performance it, well, it attracts- what's so
0: what's so interesting to me Rick is that UTR doesn't order players that it is not right. a ranking right it's it, right. it doesn't tell you you're number 1 you're number 2 you're number 3 it just gives you this rating and and there can be in a draw there can be multiple players with the same rating. So then it comes down to actually playing the match. And in that event, obviously right. somebody's going to finish number one, number two, number three, right. on down. Right, right. But it's very difficult to say you're number one in the country if you're just basing that on a rating system and there's no yeah. ranking attached to it. So I, yeah. I agree with you. I think there needs to be both. Um, um, but I
1: also what, no, go ahead what, what, so or something something that I suggested to UTR and I haven't had any response is to develop in parallel to the UTR rating system um is a ranking system where when you are playing approved tournaments or uh, um that that every time you go on court to play, uh you get ranking points. Sorry, the winner of the match gets ranking points that are equal to the sum of both players' UTRs. Ooh. So, so for example, if I'm a if I'm a six, then you'd expect me to win uh, uh, half my matches against someone who's a six. So, mm-hmm. if I played ten matches, um, then I'd have a total of of say sixty points. So, is, is that right? Hang on. So, yeah, yeah, the, uh, I'd have sixty points after yeah. having played ten matches if if I won. Exactly half of my matches against um, someone else who was on a, on a six, and so if you counted your best, say your best five results. So if I played twenty matches and I'd won ten of them, my my ranking would still be sixty. Mm-hmm. But then if I went out and I played someone who was a seven and I beat them, then my best result would be a thirteen, a six plus a seven, and my ranking my ra- ranking would go up to sixty one. Yeah, and at the same time, of course, my UTR would go up so that. The next time I played a match, I'd start at six point one or, or something else, so that I'd be playing for more for more points. Um, so I've suggested that to UTR, and and I haven't haven't had a response as yet. Um,
0: okay, UTR, if y'all are listening, this is brilliant. You need to pay attention to this and reach out to Rick because I love that. I love that it's right? a sum of the two opponents. That makes yeah. so much sense and. and
1: and it's it so would be- e- it would be so easy to do because it requires absolutely no new infrastructure because the UTR is already there. It's just another page on the spreadsheet, if you like. Yeah. Um, and furthermore, it ta- what it also does is it takes away you know between tournament directors that when they had ranking points, there's always an argument about how many points get allocated to this tournament. What do you get right? And yeah. that's all gone because the points, the the points that are allocated to any match are, are determined automatically by the by the rate, UTR rating of the players playing playing the match. It's um, yeah, it's elegant. It's very simple. Very and, simple. Um, and um, could solve a, <laughs> a whole lot of I love
0: solutions like this because it's so oh, logical. Good. And what it does is also, I don't know how tournaments are structured in Australia, but Uh our USTA system, we have seven levels of junior tournaments. A level one is the highest and level seven is entry. And a level seven tournament Mm -hmm. earns much fewer ranking points than a level one tournament. And what has been happening recently is top players, because with COVID, there were so many fewer tournaments, top players were just struggling to find tournaments to play. And so they were dropping down and playing level five tournaments where they didn't belong at all and bumping out the true level five players um, because the, the draws were being filled. And so what your system does is it takes a draw it opens it to anybody that wants to play so a kid that is you know feeling that need to kind of test their medal against a higher rated player uh, would have the opportunity to do that for yeah. the for the higher rated player if they win or they lose it's not likely going to affect their ranking at all because yeah. it's not going to be in their bad. top 5 match results right, right. so there's no stress of oh i'm messing up my ranking by playing this match it's just a win-win
1: yeah i hope so i hope so oh well i'd love to talk to 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 utl or or anyone about it Um, okay mark leshley if
0: you're listening chase hodges if you're listening we're going to get this one into their hands um i love this so okay so you've got this app Tell hmm. us how we get the app. Is there a price attached to it? And I want to talk about sure. um, the Nick Curios Foundation.
1: So I was going to say, can we can we mention Nick Curios in here? Absolutely. Somewhere? Okay. Okay. So when I, when I first put the app together, um, I just put together an algorithm, and I had a, had a, a, a sheet that I was going to share. I was just going to give it away, and people said, uh, "Rick, we'll pay you for that." Um, and I thought, well, I don't want to make any money out of this. Um, uh, I had a group of volunteers at the Australian National University, some uh, masters level computing students, give me a hand, and we put together a, a, work, a working version that worked on Android. And then I had some help from a local developer, Robert Bleeker, who then turned it into a very slick little app for, for Android and for iPhone. Um, and you can find it in the, the respective stores. Or simply go to, to you know, tennisneutral.com um, and find your way from there. It's very, very easy to do. The the app is uh, 10 Australian dollars, uh, which is about $6.70 US, I think, today.
0: I don't know what this
1: happened. Right. Oh, now I've got you back. Go no, ahead. You're back. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, where will I get back to? So, um, the cost. The cost. Sorry, the cost. The cost. Okay, yeah. so the the app is um, ten Australian dollars, which uh today's exchange rate is I think about six dollars seventy US. Okay. Uh, um, which is you know which which is mm, a fairly expensive app, I guess. Um, More than but free,
0: but not not
1: unaffordable. Not a, exactly. Not when you when you when you're serious about your tennis, it's not a big not a big spend. It's right. a, it's a couple of balls. Right, um, and but then, uh, like I said, I, I I didn't set out to make money from the thing. So, I uh, I called Christos at the at the Nick Kyrios Foundation and said, "Hey, look, I've got this thing. Um, people reckon they're going to pay for it. Do you want to do you want to make it? Um, do you want to put it on on the foundation? Make it. I'm happy to give it to the foundation. Do you want to do you want to take it?" And they said, "Yes, please." So. <laughs> so that's what we've done. So even if you if you spend your 670 on the app and, and use it once or twice and go, mm, okay, that worked. Um and leave it at that, then you can still feel good because yeah, your, your cash has gone to to help the foundation. Um
0: and what does the foundation do?
1: So Nick Nick is fairly generous with his time for young players. He spends a lot of time with kids and he and he puts a lot into into supporting, in particular, the, the, um, the, the players with fewer opportunities. Um, you know, Nick's background is not, is not a wealthy background. And, and I think he appreciates what where the kids are at in, in Australia at the, at the moment, the foundation, uh, provides support, particularly coaching support for young players in, in four states. Um, yeah, it it's uh it does it does good things for, for kids. Um and Nick, like I said, Nick is also generous with his time there.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, yeah. I, I in the States we know Nick through a lot of his antics and um <laughs> certainly now with the breakpoint document or series on Netflix right. um that right. has featured him and I, I hear that the next uh few episodes or he's going to be featured again. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uh, he is a character and I, I think he's great for tennis. Um, I would get a lot of pushback from people when I say that, right. but right. I do think he's great for tennis. And I love hearing that he has set up this foundation and, and that it focuses yeah. on kids and helping kids get into the sport yeah. and have opportunities in the sport. I think that's, you know, incredible and and so yeah. I mean, spend your six dollars and seventy cents, use the this app, place. and uh, <laughs> you know, if it works and and you find it useful, awesome. If you don't find it so useful, well, you've helped support youth tennis, and so that's always a win.
1: That's right. I want, if uh, before before we finish up, Lisa, yeah. I'd, I'd like to to um, to Point out for coaches how the app could possibly oh work
0: yeah absolutely them as well.
1: Um, so I I can see two. I mean, coaches can use it to, firstly to monitor performance. Um, so if you have a player who is playing, for example, on, on different surfaces, playing some matches on um, on hard court, some on grass, some on clay, mm-hmm. then you can simply monitor the ratio of positive and negative utr outcomes on those different surfaces and whereas previously you, you would have been you know you you would have been using match wins or lose, losers to to generate an estimate of how well the player performs on different surfaces using using tennis neutral and keeping a record of of the utr positive and negative results on the different surfaces you can get a more sophisticated um estimate of, of how they perform on different surfaces and doing that, that what you what, what i'm suggesting for surfaces you can do for other things as well you can uh for example um estimate whether the player performs better in matches at home or away um estimate if the player performs better against opponents they're familiar with or p- opponents they're unfamiliar with um you know when any any kind of any kind of Thing that you're thinking about an aspect of the player's performance um, or tennis progress you you can then use use the app to to uh, help develop a more sophisticated estimate of how that's affecting their play. Um, the second application for coaches um, often say if you're coaching a team and you have four players and you need to work with player two and three and then you've got player one, and player four, um, who who you need to keep busy for an hour while you work with the other two players, and those who are itching for opportunity to to get on the court and work as hard as they can. So you can use the use the app. You, you take um, and player one's UTR, player four's UTR. You can see the difference there. You can see what ratio of games UTR would predict. The the that. A match between them would produce, and you can say, "Okay, you guys. You know, um, uh, Jane, you're you're expected to win like sixty percent of matches. Mm -hmm. Emma, you're expected to win forty percent of matches. Okay, girls, get on the court, and let's see what you can do. Jane, let's see if you can get sixty five percent of matches in the next hour. Emma, can you get forty five percent of matches in the next hour? And then you've got two unevenly um, rated players suddenly having uh, an evenly rated uh, right. Something having a something to math. work toward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. And in fact, when I when I was putting together the app, um, uh, I came across a, a a mathematical paper by two PhD students at Columbia, um, Raghav Singh and Timothy Chan, who both happened to be excellent tennis players. Um, Raghav, in particular, was a national level player. And Timothy, uh, I think a district level, but a very good one. Um, and so they used UTR to develop a, uh, a handicapping system. Um, so principally because Rogov wanted to know how many points and how to give points to Tim so that they could have a, a an even ma- even match. Um oh, funny. And they then produced a mathematical paper from that, um, which I found. And I contacted them when I was developing the the app and the algorithm, and said, "Hey guys, look." You know, um if you can do that, then answering my question is really easy. <laughs> uh and they said, you know, I said, uh, yeah, it is, and came back to me with with um with an algorithm the next day, which was in fact close to mine. Um and uh ultimately I had a third group, the, the students at the ANU um do the research again and come up with the algorithm again and their algorithm was almost exactly the same as as Ruggers and Tim's. Wow. And so we went, we went with that one and not, yeah. not the one that I developed. Interesting. Um,
0: All you math brains, that's just so yeah. like, ah, yeah. I one of my yeah, kids yeah. So, is a sorry. math brain too. So <laughs> I
1: started to I started to rave there a bit. I was talking to coaches and 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 talking about how you can use the app for to bring together players with different different yes. um. UTRs and use it effectively as a, as a handicapping system so that you can figure out what ratio of games those, those players should win if they, were, if they were having a match and then let them on court and let them see if they can outperform. Yeah, which of I love is that. is what, what you want to do as a coach. You want those kids outperforming. For sure,
0: for sure. Well, Rick, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you. And Likewise. To learn yeah. more about Tennis Neutral. And um, I really do hope that Universal Tennis – does respond to your inquiries because um, I think it can only make things better for all of us if they, you know, incorporate the work you're doing, take your suggestion about the ranking system, which I think is brilliant. And I would even say USTA, if you're listening to this one, um, maybe Get Rick at the table next time you're looking at revamping the USTA ranking system, um, because I think these ideas make so much sense. And really, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, we all want our kids to have the best developmental experience possible, the best competitive experience possible. We want them to enjoy the work toward the goals that they set for themselves. And we want to provide an atmosphere that encourages learning and growth and experimentation rather than falling back, you know, into the safety arena that isn't going to help them grow. So yeah. I think everything that you're doing satisfies that. And I I really hope that the people in charge are paying attention because I you've got some good stuff there.
1: So Thank you so much. Thank yeah. and thank you for the opportunity um, to talk. I, I really enjoy talking with you and and look forward to chatting again sometime in the future.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those that want to get the app again, the website is tennisneutral.com. We will have a link in the show notes on parentingaces.com. We'll make it really easy for you just to click and download. And again, don't forget, yes, you have to pay, but all the proceeds are going to the Nick Curios Foundation, which is helping kids in Australia, learn the game, get better at the game, have opportunities in the game. So it's a win-win.
1: It's Rick. So thank you.
0: Yep. Rick Cornell. Thank you again so much. And I've so enjoyed meeting you and look forward to our next chat to my listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast for tennis parents by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.